From Los Angeles, California, this is Burncast and I'm the bomb. Happy Tutu Tuesday and welcome to Burncast. In today's episode, we speak to Ranger Trip and his mother Zoom at the Burncast Pod Lounge at 3.30 and Boreal. But before we begin, a couple of updates. It's been a few weeks since the last Burncast audio podcast was released featuring Nevergirl and Marty. But since that time, Burncast.tv has uploaded about nine or so videos featuring burners in the community as they prepare for this year's burn. All burncast.tv videos are less than 10 minutes long and therefore are much easier and quicker for me to produce. So if you're getting psyched about Burning Man, go to www.burncast.tv and catch up on all the vidcasts. Having said that, I just want to remind my listeners that Burncast audio podcasts will eventually be phased out. But don't be bummed, I have several recordings left to mix from last year's burn, but after the last one is uploaded to the internet, that will be the end of the Burncast audio podcasts. But it's not so sad, Burncast will continue in the form of vidcasts, and that's where I'm calling out to everybody at Burning Man who's got a video camera to share your videos at burncast.tv. Because I will be unable to attend this year's event, I want to see the magic and wonder of Burning Man through your eyes and your lens. All you have to do is submit the embed code of your video from such sites as YouTube, Dailymotion, AOL, Yahoo, or others, and you can be sure that we'll feature them on our website, provided they meet our criteria. For more information, visit www.burncast.tv. Okay, so now in this recording, we meet up with Ranger Trip and Zoom, his mother, to discuss the topics of community, art, and the importance of family. We'll then wrap things up with advice to the Virgin, as well as the veteran burner on how to participate within the community of Black Rock City. Before we roll sound, it's worth noting that, like I said, the Burncast Pod Lounge was located on the corner of Boreal and 330, and it was a pretty busy intersection. It was also the Friday before the burn, so there was a great deal of activity in the neighborhood. Having said that, this made for a lot of dirty noise in the background. But I think it makes for a wonderful flavor of the sounds of Burning Man, and I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Alright, so um, I'm here with Trip and Zoom, their mother and, and son. And uh, you, Trip, you've been going to Burning Man for how long? For eight years now. Eight years. Yeah. And, and Zoom, how long have you been going to Burning Man? Three years. Actually, four. I missed one. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, I came the first time and uh, I enjoyed it, loved it. Uh, the creature comforts were. I needed more creature comforts, and so I, I opted out the second year, and then I missed it so terribly, I decided I guess I can manage without those creature comforts, and so I've been coming ever since. How did Tripp convince you to come to Burning Man in the first place? I don't think he convinced me. I think that he was just talking, and I asked to come. Yeah, it, it surprised the hell out of, us, out of us. It's like, wow, really? Okay. Well, we'll just start planning for you to be there then. <laughs> it really surprised me. And what was it like the, when she finally came? Were you protective of her? Were you concerned about her? I mean, 
Well, um, I, I, I've never really been afraid to show sides of me to her necessarily, but it's, but it's never necessarily been out in the open. I knew she'd see a different side of me being out here, and so that was a little weird at first. And also the fact that she started telling stories to the rest of the camp about when I was a kid, that was bothersome. <laughs> Would you comment on that? <laughs> I just had uh, all kinds of joy telling him about uh, uh, my child growing up because I love him dearly. Would you tell us a story for Burncast? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll need to think about that a little bit, okay? Okay. 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 While she thinks about that, um, Trip is a ranger. Yep. And uh, you really wanted to focus on the topic of community. Drink. Drink. Oh, yes. Drink. <laughs> So, for the sake of just having a complete sentence, for the listeners, we're, we are going to play the three-pod community game, but we are we are just going to keep talking about community okay. and just to have a complete sentence, because I have okay. a feeling you're going to say it a million times. <laughs> okay. So, this is a Bender issue, for a Bender um, episode for anybody listening. <laughs> All right. So, what's your issue with community, or what do you want to talk about in t- relation to community? Well, I really feel like the most important thing about coming out here is that it's almost like there's false advertisement when it comes to bringing in, because everyone talks about the sensationalistic, and everyone talks about the party, and you know, all of these amazing things that happen out here, but there's really something even more important happening, and that's... um, it, it, it's the, the giant cultural experiment that this, this is turning into. And I'm totally okay with people taking a time to understand that. I mean, it's not going to become immediately obvious to people. A really great example, I was at, the, I was at Will Call coming in this year, and I was um, waiting for some people to pick up their ticket. And a guy comes up to me, and he's all jazzed about being here. And the reason he was jazzed is because people are so giving and as a matter of fact, they're so giving that he's been standing here collecting $1 from everyone. He's already gotten $500. And someone already had given him, uh, said that they couldn't give him a ticket, but they could they could give it to him for $100. And he was so jazzed because he took that $100 ticket and was able to turn around and sell it for 250 So, you know, it was very obvious that this guy didn't really have a clue about what we're about and he's about to enter our city it's it's a very difficult um, prospect to like say you know the community isn't here for you to take advantage of us the community is here for you to learn from us and I was speechless. I didn't even know how to handle it. And I usually handle these sorts of things really well. You're a ranger. You yeah, usually right, step right. in. I was, I was so flabbergasted. You could have just pushed me over. Uh, and my immediate reaction was to just get away from this guy. And the funny thing was, is as we were getting, going away, he goes, Hey, those are really cool goggles. Do you have any extras? <laughs> wow. So he was really Capitalizing on the notion yeah, of I gifting. Mean, I mean, he was he was an economic predator, basically. I mean, you know that we have sexual predators, but he was an economic one. Wow. So you, did you speak to him at all? No. I and and I feel like I, I afterwards I felt really bad because I was actually, you know, get, handed this golden plated opportunity to do some education, which I usually jump on, but I I was so blown away by this I. Uh, I, I was I was so flabbergasted. My brain didn't work, unfortunately. Well, now that this was what day was this? This was on uh, Monday. 
Okay. So you've given it some thought, and you've yeah. thought about if you had a chance to say something. Sure. What would you say to him? I would say, you know, um, I'm really, really glad you're here, and I'm glad that you're, you've come out here to experience what we have out here, but you really need to understand that the fact that people are offering all these things isn't so that you can take advantage of them. It's because they're giving it out of their heart. And, uh, and we want you to see what this sort of human interaction is actually like. So I wouldn't expect him necessarily to change his mind immediately, but I want him to be open to the why instead of just the what and how is what's happening. And uh, I would hopefully try to explain that to him. What was the reaction to the people around him giving him dollars or, you know, did you saw him interact with people. What were they, were they turned on? Were they happy? Were, I mean, what was it like? Well, it's almost like that's a very, um, it's a very tender time to be attacking people because they've gone through this amazing amount of effort and expense to get there and they finally have arrived and they are, most people are tired but joyous. And when someone simply comes up and says, hey, I'm having problems, can you, can you have a dollar? I mean... You know, people are like, here's 20, you know, I mean, they're, 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 they're just so happy to be there and, and, and to help someone else that's in trouble. So it's almost as if he's, you know, feigning trouble when he's just basically seeing an opportunity to take advantage of the community. He said community. Yeah. <laughs> Zoom, were you there when this happened? No, I wasn't. I wasn't there, so I didn't experience that. Didn't, and when Tripp told you, what was your first reaction? Do you remember? Just that how sad that somebody could take advantage of the love here in our community. <laughs> she's, in, she's new to this game, but she plays it really well. <laughs> okay, um, let's move on to another uh, another thing. Have you, what, tell me about, a, do you have a positive story about community or expression of community? Mm, oh, very likely. Let me try to think of one. Um, well, I, I, I guess... I guess um, I get to totally turned on by the, the creative ways that people have of, of, uh, of expressing themselves. And, I'm, and it's usually the small ones that just stick in my brain and just get me totally jazzed. And I had the greatest um, experience uh, with a gift uh, a couple nights ago. I was on the Esplanade and there was a guy in a little trailer with a bar. And um, I didn't catch his name, I wish I had. But what he was doing was he was, he, he, behind his bar he had a huge number of um, flavorings. And he would, you would come up and request the taste of whatever, and he would mix it up. So you could ask for the, what's the taste of a mountaintop, or what's the taste of, of your first bicycle ride? These were sort of the things he suggested. And um, I, I requested the, what is the flavor of enlightenment. And I can tell you right now that it's sort of vanilla, fluffy, and has a creamy nougat center. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Zim? What, what could you share with me some of your feelings about a community? <clears throat> Much of the time, I'm just awestruck of the inventiveness of of what is here and how people bring that to share. Um, it's um, some of it's very tiny, but some of it's very on large scale, and I'm just awestruck every time I turn around and look. Does size matter? <laughs> <laughs> it used to. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> 
know, when you approached me with this topic, you had a bunch of other things. Are you feeling another area we could explore? Oh, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's just it's just more of a gestalt. And I, I think, you know, the vast majority of the people, if they don't understand it, they kind of get an idea about it pretty quickly. Um, and then there's sort of the, the, what I would consider the willfully ignorant, you know, and, you know, they're just, they're just here for the giant party. And, and the thing is, uh, one thing I really appreciate about all this is that the sense of, of what we're trying to accomplish here is so strong and so pervasive that it sort of like drowns out the bad stuff, right? You know, this isn't, this isn't, um, uh, the most perfect place on the planet, but, um, the, the positive stuff totally drowns out the negative stuff and, and, and it, it, it makes it easy to ignore the, the people that don't, don't understand what we're doing. Okay, so if you had advice for uh, any newcomers, virgins coming to Burning Man, specific to community and how to relate to the community, <laughs> what would you tell the virgin? Let's start with you, Zoom, if you can. To read their manual and uh, to, to really be more self-reliant. Uh, a lot come not understanding that they need to bring their own something to take care of themselves and uh, they just they're just totally unprepared and within six hours they're you know almost to heat stroke so just I guess just to be more prepared for the uh, the harsh camping that we have here and also to be prepared to uh, be welcomed and loved and uh, to uh, interact with uh, 35,000 of your closest friends. And how would a virgin approach interaction? Where would they even begin? Well, it, it probably begins with just uh, people being uh, regular burners that have been here a long time will open their arms up to them and show them, you know, that it's okay to, to interact. Uh, we have three generations here. Uh, my grandson's here. Wow, okay. And uh, he came to, he says, Grandma, Grandma, is it okay for me to go up to people and talk to them? And I says, of course. And uh, he was very, in, you know, sheltered and uh, quiet. And now he he walks right up to people. Hi, you know, I'm Elf. <laughs> so he's been, He's. this is going to be a life-changing experience for him. Yeah, sure. It was for me. My very first time was so life-changing. When I went home, it was like, oh my God. I mean, I I uh, really appreciate life so much more after experiencing this. What made you come to that? I don't know. It's emotional. I just love family. It's a beautiful thing to have your family here. It is. Mm -hmm. And I probably have the best kid in the planet sitting right here. <laughs> have you thought of a story? Oh dear, yes. <clears throat> He's three years old. And he goes, Mommy, Mommy, come sit. I read to you. I read to you. And I says, Mike, you don't know how to read. Yes, I do, Mommy. Come sit down. I read to you. And so he sits down with the book, and it's upside down. <laughs> <laughs> and he opens up the back page, and he reads 
he reads the fairy tale backwards and he knows every word on every page. And he read me a fairy tale backwards at three years old. And so I tease and, you know, I, uh, I tell him, he's very, very intelligent young man. And I says, I tease and I say, he passed me up intelligence when he was three years old. He could read, he could read upside down backwards when he was three years old. <laughs> That's such a sweet story. Do you have any advice for virgins specific to community and how to relate to community? Um, I guess what I would say is that um, you are going to, as, as a new person here, um, new burner, you're going to be given more opportunities to interact than you ever have in your life. And it's going to be very overwhelming. And especially when you have lots of conditioned reflexes against people approaching you that you don't know. And that's a very difficult thing to work around. And it's okay. I mean, it's going to take a while to become comfortable with that. But I would just simply say, you don't have to take every opportunity that comes along, but at least be open to something. You know, at least be open to seeing something that maybe you wouldn't have tried, but maybe I'll just try this one. You know, take that step and see what, what it can be like to have a different name or to do something weird and funny or, or whatever. whatever. Whatever it is that takes you outside of that comfort zone. Push, push your boundaries a little bit. And then when you get used to pushing your boundaries, you find that, hey, it's fun pushing these boundaries even further and further and further and further. And then you discover that, wow, I'm not really who I thought I was. Um, I, I have to tell you a wonderful quote I heard this year uh, from Black Swan, who's uh, the sanctuary leader in, uh, in the Rangers. Uh, she's, she, this is a great quote. She said, uh, if you come to Burning Man and it doesn't change you, you haven't been to Burning Man. <laughs> and it's, it's simple, but it's very, very true. And you can tell, I mean, um, the, the, the people that don't get changed by Burning Man are the, the, the one years, the ones that don't come back. And, um, and the people that do come to Burning Man will fly across oceans to be here every year. Yeah, which is what you did. You came all the way right, from Ireland. Right, right. Now, here's a pop question. Do you have any stories about what it was like to have a mother like her when you were a child? <laughs> um, oh, Alan, you, you put me on the spot here. All right, let's, uh, let's think about it because I have another question. Okay, and while, okay. that, while you percolate on that, okay, now we're going to ask, uh, do you have any advice, either of you? We'll start with her okay. so you can think. Do you have any advice for the jaded veteran burner as it relates to community? Just to remember that um, each person here is experiencing their own experience and maybe it's not an experience that they might approve of or like, but it is that other person's experience. So. Uh, we have to step back and let them have that experience, even if it's something that we don't agree with or don't uh, understand. True. Uh, it's hard for me. I mean, we, we, we've actually had a lot of fun this year feigning jadedness. Uh, it's, it's sort of the joke that never ends up giving, you know. What's sound like? What does feigning jadedness sound oh, like? It's like, you know, everything was better last year, you know. So, you know, the... the the creepy middle-aged guys that are trying to touch women were better last year. <laughs> you know, things like that. So um, that's kind of our... our but they were. They were, of course. <laughs> so, um, but I guess just as the event may have changed you when you first came here, the event itself is changing. And to be 
accepting of that. And it's not going to be the same. Just just accept that. It's not going to be the same. Every year is totally different. And every year is giving you more and more new opportunities. And if you don't take advantage of those opportunities, you have no one to blame but yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had one uh, thought about about that at first when the, all the RVers started coming in I felt oh no and then I went yay yay they've got their own porta potties <laughs> <laughs> and our porta potties are, are have been wonderful all all week because there's more RVs <laughs> so there you go positive thing about the RVs yeah <laughs> Have you thought about something about a mother's story, mommy's story? Oh, um, well, I would just say that, that my mother was... I'm, I'm, I'm pretty amazed by her simply because um, I really believe that she would have been a flower child if she didn't have all these kids with her. You know, I mean... How I, many I, children do you have? Does she, have? She, yeah, she has four children, yeah. So I, I think that she, uh, she, she suppressed her, her uh, sort of wild and free side in order to... In order to care for her family, and um, I, I, I kind of always knew that, but it never really occurred to me that she would be able to express it by coming to Burning Man. And then once it's like once that idea got in my brain, it was like, of course, of course, this is exactly the right thing. So um, I'm not going to tell an embarrassing story, but I'll tell a nice story about her. <laughs> okay, so um, okay, and we'll wrap this up by asking. Uh, um, You've both been coming to Burning Man several times, and it's wonderful that you come as a family. What is it about the event that makes you come back and endure all the hardships of dust storms and weather and heat to be here? I have two answers for that. One is I really, really appreciate the art, and I really appreciate sort of this new, this new way of thinking about art. Art isn't something that you put behind glass and put on a wall and, you know, separate from humanity. Art is something that is personal and human and something that you interact with and temporary. And if you are not here on the playa, you're not going to get those experiences that these artists have created for you because it's going to go away. And so it almost makes me feel like, you know, I don't want to miss anything. You know, it's like, it's like there's the most amazing thing people do. And if you're not here on the playa, you're not going to experience it. So that's one thing. The second thing is I went through a little bit of a metamorphosis as far as, you know, you, 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 you become... It, it, when you see the most amazing stuff out here, it's 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 very um, it's very exciting and very um, uh, it's very um, um, I can't think of the word anyway. Inspirational. Inspirational. I'm sorry. That's exactly yeah. Because you become inspired. You want to you want to do something to match this this grandeur, and I really you know you start thinking. Well, I could build a giant you know Scrabble set or, or, or you know all these all these weird and funky things that people do and I really really meditated really hard on what 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 how can I make this place better and that's how I found the Rangers and I thought about you know what I thought my personal strengths were and what how I could uh, really help the, the, the community and as much as I love coming out here and experiencing these and having parties and all that other stuff I really get a charge off of uh, seeing other people doing that too and helping them uh, with their experiences and and the really hard part of course is morphing 
people that are having bad experiences into a good experience. And that's really what the rangers do. I mean, that's they're right at that they're right at that vertex of uh, you know we're not always successful, but we're the ones that are trying to to change the bad experiences into good experiences. Do you have an example? Like just in the past 24 hours, do you know? Um, On a ship? Uh, yeah. Well. We were patrolling last night, and a woman, I uh, w- uh, was with my partner, and we just were looking at a piece of art trying to figure out what it was, and a woman was simply strolling by, and she stopped and looked at the art also. And we said, and I looked at her, and she didn't have any light on, so I, so I offered to give her some glow sticks. I said, you have to... <laughs> you need to... Uh, we just got our, our piss clear delivery. Yay! Um, I said, you uh, would you would you explain what she was? There's a term for her. Oh yes, uh, we call people that don't have any light on at night dark wads. Also known as speed bumps. And speed bumps if they're uh, stationary. <laughs> um, it's it's uh, community service time. It's important to wear light at night. Just as it's important to drink water, it's important to wear light at night. So get the clue. Okay. Anyway, so but w- while I'm patrolling, I like to offer dark wads light because it's important. Okay. And uh, and but it, it it gave us the opportunity to open up and have a small conversation and it became apparent that she was somewhat distressed and so um, we were just um, able to simply talk with her and it turned out she was having a huge relationship issue with the person that she brought out and the, the main problem was that she they're, they're, it's both their first years and what happened was immediately it became known that she was a burner and he wasn't and he's having a miserable time and she's having a hard time um, she was having a hard time measuring the the. I, this is the most fantastic place on earth, and you hate it. You know how can we have such a fundamental core, co- core um, sh- you know, difference. difference here, right? And so, mostly we just talked with her and said, you know, it's, that's okay, that's perfectly okay, and that you're here for to get the experiences you're going to get. If this person chooses not to have those experiences, that's okay too and to make the best of it while you're here. And she was like, damn right, I'm gonna go out and have a good time and, and go have these experiences that are relating for me. And then, and I said, and then use that enthusiasm to help the other person understand what it is that's so great about this, that it's not just hot and dusty and miserable and porta potties and everything. And what about you, Zoom? What brings you back here to Burning Man to endure all these challenges? Um, it's a... Well, I don't know. It's a huge stress reliever just to come and to be yourself and to know that everybody, uh, to be loved unconditionally, uh, to have uh, a sense of community and uh, and all this gorgeous, gorgeous art that you can actually interact with. That's what I love and that's why I come back. Well, thank you very much. This has been great. I know Tripp has been a listener. He stuck a pin in our Frapper map. He came all the way from Ireland to be at Burning Man this year. And you, my listeners, should stick a pin in the Frapper map, too. Just go to burncast.net and click on um, the Frapper map tab, and it'll take you right there. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to BurnCast, a podcast spreading the flames about the art, culture, and community of Burning Man. To contact us, please call 775-363-5861 or send us an email at burncast at gmail.com, where you can also send us your video embed codes to share with us at burncast.tv. 
Music in today's show is by DJ Diva Danielle. A very special thanks to Lecter of NoSpectators.com for hosting these podcasts. Thank you.